It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it's another weekend and maybe a busy day for you in the housing hunt or attending an auction somewhere across Australia on this Saturday, the last day of the month. Yes, the 30th of April for 2022 today. Tomorrow is the start of May. The year is steaming ahead. Coming up, we've got a property report that has been released by Domain and we'll be talking to the author of that report. Hey, don't forget to join the Real Estate Breakfast Club. As a member, you'll get to hear some exclusive real estate content which only the Real Estate Breakfast Club members will have access to and there's going to be some great stuff to win, including luxury weekends away. All you need to do is email us to this email address, myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Again, myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com and put in the header, The Real Estate Breakfast Club. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's have a look at weather across Australia and in Sydney today expecting some rain and a high of 24 degrees. Melbourne, it's going to be cool with just 18 degrees and partly cloudy. Brisbane expecting a shower or two with 27 degrees and in Perth today expecting a sunny day, a sunny Saturday and a high of 24 degrees. It's your weekend real estate podcast. Well, Domain have released a report with the title Price Growth Slows in Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra as Australia Adjusts to a New Normal. Joining me this morning is Domain's Head of Research and Economics, Nicola Powell, to discuss this further. Nicola, welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Hello, Craig. Thanks so much for having me uh, here. It's great to be on. Well, it's great to have you on. And if we need more proof that Australia is adjusting in the property market to a new normal, all you have to do is read the first line in your report, which says, and I quote, house price growth across the combined capital cities is 10 times slower this quarter compared to last, suggesting the property boom is on the cool down. So if we look at the turn in the market, what for you? you have been some of the standout factors that have surprised you the most? I think I've learned one thing when analysing property since the pandemic began is to not to be surprised by any trend because, you know, what we've seen in our housing market since the pandemic began, you know, has been, I think, a surprise for all. You know, we have seen extreme rates of property price growth. We saw the ability for uh, people or or knowledge-based workers to work from home. And that really changed demand in our housing market and opened up locations where people could purchase. And, you know, we saw that play out in extreme rates of property price growth in, uh, you know, many areas across Australia. And I think the biggest thing that surprised me is, you know, we have seen our capital city markets or Australia, our major capital city markets have been synchronised. So that means they were all growing. That's the first time we've seen that since post-GFC. And I suppose 2022, the biggest surprise has been we're now back to our capital city markets operating on multiple speeds. 
So we're seeing different rates of price growth and even different directions of price growth come out across our big cities. So Brisbane and Adelaide are are recording the strongest rates of house price growth, while we've got uh, weaker conditions uh, coming out of Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra. Yeah, that's quite interesting, the way that the speeds are different. And let's just have a look at Sydney from your report, which said that despite losing greater momentum, Sydney house prices continue to outperform units in the last quarter and have grown over four times faster annually, a disparity that retains a record price gap between the property types. Why do you think, what do you think is happening there for that to be happening? Yeah, I mean, we have seen one of the themes from, you know, this upswing has been houses have greatly outperformed units. And that's something that's not just isolated to Sydney. It's happening in uh, most of our capital cities. And we've got many of them uh, with a record price gap between uh, houses uh, and units. You know, I think we certainly have seen a preference for homeowners for space. I think, you know, what we've seen from the pandemic is, you know, uh, some of us are able to work remotely and work from home. It's changed how we've used our homes. And we have to remember that this upswing was driven by owner occupiers. It was driven by upgraders. And I think that's what's playing out here in the difference between performance difference between houses and units. And investors were really, you know, they shied away from the market uh, during this upswing. They've started to come back, you know, over the last six months or so. When you have a look at the value of home loans to investors, it has um, hit a high in 2022. While we've got a decline in the value of home loans being financed to owner occupiers and first home buyers, and you know, these are you know particularly first home buyers much more sensitive to changes in affordability. But I think, you know, it it has been an interesting one to watch because particularly in Sydney, you tend to find price cycles for houses and units do follow one another quite closely. And this was really unusual, uh, you know, in this upswing to see this great disparity between uh, price performance of these two property types. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. We have seen houses lose greater momentum, but technically units fell over the quarter. They were down by 1.2% in Sydney, while house prices in Sydney were still up. I mean, they were sideways, really. They were up by only 0.2% over the quarter. It's going to be an interesting one to watch because we've got investors coming back into the market. We've got very tight rental markets and a landlord's market in Sydney. And units are a preferred property type. So it's going to be interesting to see how this next stage of the property cycle unravels and, you know, whether or not we actually see house prices record a greater decline in price relative to what we see eventuate in the unit market. Yeah, it's going to be interesting that next quarter for sure. Now, let's have a look at Melbourne. Melbourne house prices recorded the first decline since the June quarter of 2020. You observed that there are more homes being listed for sale than being purchased. Tell us a little bit more about the Melbourne discoveries, I guess, in the report. Yeah, so in Melbourne, the slowdown in the housing market overall became much more apparent over the first quarter of 2022. We've got house and unit prices falling over uh, the first quarter this year, um, and they've fallen from those previous record highs. And it's the first time we've seen both house and unit prices fall over a single over a quarter since uh, the June quarter of 2020. What we're seeing in Melbourne is the premium end, the the higher end of the market is leading the downturn, and that does tend to historically be the case. We've got Melbourne's inner and inner south recording some of the more significant declines in house prices over the quarter. You know, what we have seen is 
greater purchasing power for buyers. What we're overall seeing is the availability, the choice on the market is building. When you have a look at total supply on the market in Melbourne, it's sitting about 8% above the five-year mark March average. And so that's continuing to improve buyer choice. And I think buyers are, are, are knowing this, you know, they're using this, this to their advantage. They're taking their time uh, with their purchases. They're using that to negotiate. And even when you have a look at the number of new listings coming onto the market, over the first three months of this year, Melbourne saw the highest number of newly advertised homes for sale over a March quarter since 2014. And it's soaring 19% above the five-year average. That really says to me that we've got sellers out there reacting to um, the fact that prices are still close to a price peak, but I think they're being very strategic in their market timing. And they're listing their homes for sale, you know, before prices come off even further and perhaps even timing it before we see interest rates rise. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 